0: What is the one question we all ask ourselves every NFL Sunday? How can I make the most money today? Or how can I win my bets in the NFL? I'm not here to tell you to tail on my plays and buy my packages because that is not the answer. The only way to beat the books is to take in as much information as possible, including the public betting data that the sports books provide to us. However, I'm the only person that tracks that data, and I've been doing so since 2019. So just as I do every week, I am back to bring you the updated trends you need to consider for week 11 in the NFL. Interesting trends Rick and I cover this week include ones that are 15-4, 20-8, 20-4, and even 10-1. We discuss how these trends are coming about and what led us to this point. We also break down how you can use this information when looking at the slate on Sunday for your own personal bets. Welcome to Sharpen the Public, the only sports betting podcast where you can leverage public betting trends to become a better better. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast. If you share this podcast with someone right now, I will give you a sneak peek at a trend that you need to follow for week 11. Go ahead. You can do it. I'm waiting. All right. When the money percentage is on the over and less than 75%, the over is 10 and 22. Shout out the underbiner. Thank you. Now it's time to sharpen the public. Let's go. Welcome to Sharpen the Public, an NFL and sports gambling podcast made by bettors for bettors. The only place where you can learn to leverage public betting trends to win more bets. I'm your host, DJ Bianco. Years ago, I started tracking public betting trends for every single game in the NFL. I've been tracking how well the public performs when they are more or less confident, tracking how well the sharps perform when they're more or less confident, tracking how well a team performs when the spread changes throughout a given week. Anything that's publicly available, I track it. I use this historic information to leverage bets that I, and now we, will make in the future. Seeking out trends to find winners is an incredibly exciting topic. And if you've made it this far, I know you're excited too. This is Sharpen the Public. Welcome back to Sharpen the Public everyone. Uh, I as always am your host Deej back with my co-host Rick here. We are going on now week 11 in the NFL. Things are going pretty well. Things are going really well here. We had a great week for myself last week in the NFL betting week 10 outside of the Eagles loss but we will get to that as I bring in Rick here. Um, (laughs) Rick how was your how was your weekend?
1: Uh, weekend wasn't good, but Monday night was pretty nice. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, cash pretty big actually. Uh, somehow saved my week. I joked on Twitter saying five units on on the red, or on the Redskins on the Commanders money line. Um, I, I mean, I put one and a half units, so one six units there, which actually got me to just over positive for the week. So uh, weekend was good. Um, I'm excited for this weekend. I know you're coming in town for the for the Gamecocks Tennessee game, so it should be a fun time there. I'm excited to get together. Haven't seen you in a minute. And uh, yeah. Yeah, be able to watch some some college football, some possibly some NFL on on Sunday, and some UFC on Saturday. So should be a good time. Also, even the World Cup on Sunday with it starts Sunday, right? Or is it Monday? Yeah, it starts Sunday. There's one game, and I want to say it's like Qatar versus Ecuador. I'm not certain, but it's a bad game, (laughs) (laughs) objectively
0: speaking at Happy Hour Sports Rick and Andy the other uh, co-host who's not here with us again he's got some plans wrote up a very nice betting article about you know futures and previews and what to expect from the group stages and the, and the the bracket and moving forward so the I mean it's the World Cup it's the wo- most watched event in in the world so i you should definitely bet it there's gonna be crazy games like ecuador or like ecuador and qatar
1: so might as well find an angle to bet that so yeah and i mean given that it's being held in qatar this year uh, a lot of the games are between like they start between 5 a.m and 11 a.m which 5 a.m is a little excessive but um as far as like 8 and 11 a.m go um, a lot during your work days so (laughs) you you can get your fix in while uh while we'll cranking out some work, but should be a good time. We spent a lot of time uh, diving into the potential matchups, uh, seeing which teams might have an edge from an odds perspective, um, as well as uh, who they potentially match up with to give them uh, the best route into the finals, semifinals, quarterfinals—you name it. So, uh, should be fun. I'm excited for it. I know your favorite player, Messi, is playing Argentina on Tuesday. So, uh, good getting up at 5 a.m. for that one. But
0: yeah, it's a 5 a.m. game. I was really upset when I saw that, but. I'm really excited for them this year. I mean, I won't get too much into soccer, but uh, Messi deserves his World
1: Cup, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, they've got a good route to do it. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll move into NFL here, but yeah, it should, yeah. Be, should be fun from all angles. Absolutely. Before we get into the NFL,
0: I do want to say I want to thank you for listening, and thank you so much for the support that you give. It's uh, It's allowed us to grow into, I mean... Whatever size we are right now, we're hitting a lot of our milestones pretty quickly, which is awesome. We just got our first partnership with a sports book, which I'd like to fi- firmly announce here on the podcast. We are now officially partnered with ABC Island Sportsbook. Um, they've got a lot of great things going on there. We're going to provide a lot of in, uh, information and links on our website to get you know the deals that, that come with our partnership. But... It's really exciting for us because they've reached out to us. They're excited for us. They're going to help us grow more. And from my angle, I mean, for Sharpen the Public, they're going to, we've worked out a deal where we're able to see the public and money bets, you know, for the specific sports book. And that's something that we've been talking about here on the podcast and talking about theoretically having at one point. So we're officially getting that. I know it's a smaller sports book, but it's going to be awesome data to have and it's going to be really useful uh, to start tracking.
1: So, really exciting stuff. Yeah, I am beyond pumped to be to be partnering over here with ABC Island Sportsbook. Uh, going in, I didn't know what the expectations would be into those conversations, but uh, they're really going to take us uh, – really help us make that next step as far as growth comes uh, because I'm not f- sure how familiar you are with uh, growth and growing in your personal brand, but uh, you put a lot of time in. We, we, put, we put hours upon hours uh, each week into this, and at a certain point, you can only do so much, and so they're going to help elevate us – um, and really help us grow and take that next step to bring you guys the content that you're loving um, and enjoying. So uh, I'm excited to be able to do that and grow with them. I think it's a good partnership, and really enjoyed our conversations that we had. So excited to get that kicked off, and I know you'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So look out for that stuff as we
0: continue into the. I mean, this is the first time that we're doing all this stuff. So bear bear with us as we as we go through the growing pains. But only only good uh only good things here coming from Happy Hour Sports. Damn right. Yeah, so with that, let us ob- obviously everyone's here to to learn about the public and the money and how things are going as per usual. So interesting week after. I mean, I've seen all the. I've obviously seen all the data. Very very weird. This is like the first time I've ever seen something like this happening, and I'll kind of touch on that as after you I tell you all the uh, the records here. But a couple weeks ago, we knew that the public went ten and five. That was their best week throughout the year. If we mentioned last week that. You know, seeing them do so well, they're not going to do well again until they hit a wall, and I've seen that historically pretty much happen. Uh, last week they went five and six. This week they went seven and seven. So we're still not hitting that 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 drop off. They're still hanging right around
1: even, which is interesting to see. Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, we we knew the ten and five wouldn't continue, but it seems like they're they're starting to get back towards normal, uh, which is even or slightly below even. So. Nothing too shocking there, pretty predictable on that sense. Um, but interested to see what other trends you've noticed uh, that we could possibly capitalize on. Yeah, so from this week from week 10, I'm telling you this is just it's
0: crazy. everything is basically even, which is hilarious. I mean the money percentage went seven and seven, the sharp percentage went eight and six. Um, the money percentage on the over two and two, the sharp percentage on the over two and three, money percentage on the under, five and five, sharp percentage on the under.
1: Four and four, <laughs> like insane. Wow. Yeah, interesting. I mean that that, gosh, that tells me the books pretty much got it right, more yeah. or less. I mean that doesn't mean that like the average margin of victory on either side is, is we, we don't know that necessarily. But I, I know you have the data. But uh, me personally, sitting here, like, but then going five hundred, that means the house wins on the juice. Um, and really, that's yeah. what the house is looking for. I that mean, that's they, true. Yeah, um, that means the house wins. And while people are doing okay, that's uh, that's a positive week for the books there. So, interesting on that note. Yeah, it's just interesting how everything went. Everything was within two games.
0: Everything was within one game, except for the sharp percentage went eight and six. Everything else was, you know, that was two games. But I specifically, on purpose, left out the over and under totals for this week. So, the public on the under went six and five. pretty Pretty generic. But the first time all season, Rick, the public went positive on the over. Two
1: and one. Good for you guys, man. Good for you. You were due. You were due. Absolutely. And, hey, I, and honestly, I, I think that you should take credit, DJ, and, and we use <laughs> a podcast because that means that there were 10% or 10 of the however many games, I think it was like 15, 11. Games, it was 11 of the games, yeah. 11 of the games, the public money was on the under. So people are learning, and they went positive. And then the few <laughs> games that went on the over, they, they went positive on that as well. But look, look at that. Look at that. I'm, They've I'm, been sharpened, official. Yeah, I, f- I feel like a, ch- a child. I feel like a child. I feel like a parent watching their child like <laughs> walk across the stage right now. Like, good job, you made it. Now, now let's start and actually start really profiting with those numbers. Let's let's get into the real world here. Yeah, it's funny because I mean
0: they went one and one between fifty and fifty-four percent of bets on the over, and the only other win, the one that put them over the edge, was the seventy-five plus percentage of the over, which was zero six to date. It's now one and six. So I mean, shout out to the to the over bettors. What a week! What game was that? Um, that's a great question. Oh, actually, I do know because I fucking
1: bet it. It was the Dolphins, Browns. Oh, right, right. I was on the under in that game. Um, so a slap on the wrist for me, I guess.
0: I was on the under too
1: because because seventy five percent of the bets were over. Like oh, right, over. naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, but yeah, we were on the the under. And my my thought was one very high total for. Uh, for a game where I I thought that the Browns would have to game script, like keep the ball and make six, seven, eight minute drives, much like the Commanders did on Monday Night Football uh, to be able to keep that game close. And they were not able to do that. Miami just smoked them and scored, what, like 40 points by themselves? Yeah, I mean, the Browns only had 17, so. Yeah, I mean, it was just, Miami's offense is good, dude. Did you see Tua's um, MVP odds? They were plus like 12 or 1,500 going into the week and now they're plus 400. Like he is right there at the top now. Uh, which is interesting because he had those games where he was out too, but yeah. when he's in, I think the last three games, he's had nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. Obviously, his receivers are blowing up, particularly Tyreek Hill leading the league in, in yardage, but uh, it'd be crazy to see him win an MVP. I, I don't think anybody would have guessed that coming into the year unless you live in the <laughs> in the Miami area. Or Alabama. <laughs> yeah, true, true.
0: But yeah, that's actually really interesting, and it's, it goes to show like how the rest of the quarterback layers are doing. I mean... Jalen Hurts obviously just had a rough loss to the Commanders, and Josh Allen isn't, has three losses now after that terrible Vikings loss. So, I mean, they're really
1: dropping the ball and, and letting someone like Tua come in. Yeah, they, the, I was shocked by the Bills losing that game, and I know we talked on the podcast last week about how even if Josh Allen's out, I would take Bills like minus three, minus four, and I think they had the chances to win that game. I mean, what, they got skunked in the second half? So, yeah. I mean... You just can't be doing that. It doesn't matter if it's the Vikings or anybody else, but props to the Vikings, man, they're going to be that team. That's going to end up in the season, like 12 and four, 13 and three. And like, people are still going to doubt because of how many close games they're winning. And I will be one of those doubters, to be honest with you. I just, yeah, same. I, I don't I, I think believe in will until, until Kirk cousins is able to do it in the playoffs. Like, I don't think anybody's really going to believe in that offense, especially with Dalvin cooks, injury history. It, it just, it feels like it's waiting. It's a ticking time bomb waiting to collapse. and, Props to Vikings. Props to the Vikings. Uh, they're proving everybody wrong week in week out. They just went into Buffalo with a healthy-ish Josh Allen, and upset them on the road in a game that they probably should have lost. Yeah, they may be my least favorite team to bet on this year. I like. I just cannot read them. I cannot. I cannot pick against them. I cannot pick for them. What are they ATS? I, I feel like that. Like they're eight and one. I believe they're eight and one. Um, but their ATS is probably what four and five or something. Or four and four. It's probably, yeah. Probably they're yeah, there, like, yeah. So I mean that that's a team that just I don't know, is winning a lot of closer games than they should be. Yeah, but yeah, hey, uh, I don't wins know. are wins. <laughs> wins are wins, and the only loss the Eagles, <laughs> who just lost to my Commanders. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In and, yeah. and an ass whooping too.
0: Well, we can get into that. That's a different thing. I mean, <laughs> come on, like Dallas Goddard's fumble was pretty bullshit. I don't know necessarily where you stand on the final hit of the game. I think it's pretty ridiculous from from like a an. A defensive end angle. I don't really see him taking a knee there. I think it's like he just fell, and you got to go touch him. But I can see the other side. It's just, it's, it's tough. It's tough. How can you, how can you end you a on, game like that?
1: I agree with you on the Dallas gotter fumble. That was a face mask, and that was tough. But uh, I think that, that I mean, he was seconds late on that one, and I don't think he really stumbled. I mean, he he had been on the ground for a second. I, I think that that was Justin. Maybe I've got my commander's goggles on there, but I I genuinely don't think I do. Um, I don't think I either think of that, us can can give an unbiased take on it. So yeah, so you you guys provide us the feedback here. So mm-hmm. let, let us know what y'all think because I I think that it was just so egregiously late that they're gonna call that against any quarterback in the NFL, whether he tripped or not. I I, I get it. I like I understand it. I just don't
0: know if from Brandon Graham's angle, it like looked like it like to me. It didn't look like a knee at first either. I was like, oh my god, did he slip? But I I understand.
1: Well, I mean, even if he did slip, he was he had been down with somebody touching him for an extended period of time, like two factors. The, yeah. ref, the ref was perfectly positioned
0: right there. Like the ref was also perfectly positioned for the face mac on on Dallas Goddard. So
1: yeah, I mean, sometimes you just you just gotta bet on the side as a referee and, <laughs> and cash the tickets with ease. Yeah, That's true. Um. Anyway, aside from
0: you know that nonsense. Thankfully, I only put half units on the uh, on the under and the Eagles because I knew my bias would get in the way. I had a nice week at plus 3.2 units. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Nice little week for me. Um, had the first teaser hit. Shout out Andy. <laughs> I, it, it was basically, I feel like it was like the most perfect teaser. I had the, the Colts plus four and a half, moved that to plus ten and a half, and the Cardinals three and a half moved that to nine and a half the total was both like 41 and a half and 39 and a half so it was like a perfect long teaser
1: yeah i love that i've got my first teaser for college football this week in week 12 and i'm excited for it so they are exciting it's a little it's like a it's like a mini parlay and you feel really good when they hit yeah exactly and like, you shouldn't overplay them because you're getting uh, worse implied odds in some situations Like if you have a high total you're getting less we we can get into whole teaser spiel another day, but there's a time and a place for teasers. Definitely, like I said, I had the 3.2 units. I felt I felt like the first
0: easy week I've had in the NFL, honestly, which I shouldn't say. I should knock on wood um, because the books are probably gonna fuck me next week. But it is what it is. I mean, you win and you lose. So that's what sports
1: betting is. Yeah, I mean, it tells me you had good reads. Is is how I like to put it. Like I read the games well. I read what would happen well.
0: Yeah, we're getting there. I think I think we're all learning how to use the trends to our advantage, use our liens, whatever. I hope you listening were uh, able to cash as well. I know from a lot of feedback that I'm getting on Twitter and Reddit that people are loving it. So really, really awesome to see. And obviously I keep saying it, but it's one of the reasons we keep grinding. So thank you guys and I continue doing it for you.
1: Absolutely. So let's get those total trends. I want to hear what those, those aren't 500. I want to hear what they're about. Yes. So... Totals to date, right? So after we just talked
0: about week 10, let's get into the public as we usually do. The public is 67 and 79 uh, to date, which is a 46% win percentage. It's pretty impressive how close to even it is. Like their their best range is above. Actually, I'll start with this. Their worst range is when they're low, com- you know, the, the low confidence range, that 50 to 54% bet percentage range. Is nineteen to twenty four against the spread. They are, I mean, that's their worst range. Five games below five hundred is crazy. Their best range, and this is why sharpen the public is so important is above seventy five percent. They are six and six against the spread. That's crazy to me. I mean, they're even when the bet percentage when the public is on a team so high. and we're taught, I mean, we're not really taught, but like we learn, as sports gamblers to fade the public. And this is why from the public is important because clearly that, that doesn't make sense. They're six and six when the bet percentage is above 75%.
1: Yeah. I I think, I think that's a good takeaway. And like what I take away is that like throughout, they're not really that bad anywhere. Like they're five below 500 and 19 and 24. and That percentage is still in like the forties, I believe. Um, And that tells me that between going 50%, And going somewhere like 40, like 45%, that all of those other intervals, they're sitting close to even. So there's no real, like, area that you can exploit blindly um, or be able to really say, oh, you know what, like, in this range, they're terrible. I'm going to fade here. Like, really throughout, you you have to really assess and be like, all right, well, in general, they're losing at a certain rate, maybe, like... Um, I like this team. The public's on them, um, and oh, no, the public's actually at seventy-five percent or more. It's actually where they're best. Maybe I'll like throw an extra half unit on it. Uh, but there's nowhere that they're terrible, which is odd. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy how like
0: even it is, and I've it's not what you would expect, and that's why I find this shit so fascinating. It you just would not expect it. Like I'll just read off the 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 records: nineteen and twenty-four, nineteen and twenty, twelve and fifteen, eight and ten. Three and four, six and six. That adds up to sixty-seven and seventy-nine, which is a forty-six percent win percent. That's nuts! Like that—that that is a—that's an average gambler. I mean, you wouldn't expect the public to be an average gambler.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And if you're offshore, they're giving you like fifty percent deposit bonuses. You're probably still making some money if you. Yeah, you're, you're feeling you're good. And like, damn, I'm a yeah, good right? better because they're not tracking yeah, shit. <laughs> you had fun. Yeah, exactly. So that—that's interesting, man. That, that's crazy. Um, I, I know the money percentage they're above five hundred, but I'd be. I, if I remember right, the splits there aren't as like even across the board. So okay. I'd be interested in getting into those. Yeah, so the money percentage they are seventy-six
0: and seventy, uh, to to date, like totally. Um their best is we've talked about it a lot. I've used it a lot, um, is between sixty-five and sixty-nine percent. Uh it's fifteen and four against the spread. The only game that we had this week was the Packers. They had sixty-six percent of the money. I loved that. I love the Packers in that spot, even though
1: the Packers have been a wild team to bet on. That game was a wild game to bet on, man. I I had the Cowboys, like, money line in that game uh, parlayed with one of my UFC plays. Like, feeling very confident that entire game almost. When it was 28-14, I was like, okay, just ride it home here. And, uh, I mean, the Cowboys just cowboyed, And as a commander, as an NFC East fan on this podcast, (laughs) as much as I love seeing them fall apart and, like, fumble and throw up all over themselves, like I was just like, what that? What are we doing, guys? Like you, you can't hold on against this Packers team. Like this is an OG with Devontae Adams, where Aaron hey, Rodgers just gonna throw dimes into his pocket. Like Christian, uh, what's his name? Christian, um, Christian Watson. Yeah, Christian Watson blows up on you for three touchdowns. Like embarrassing, but whatever. Um, but hey, ca- cashed for the podcast. Yeah, I so. did. I'm right. Yeah, I mean. It's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the Packers
0: bounce back. I mean, they've got a little bit of momentum now, beating the, beating the Cowboys, beating such a good team. So I think maybe Aaron Rodgers is starting to figure it out. Hopefully. I, I like the Packers. I wanted
1: them to win the, the North. I really don't like the Vikings. Yeah, they're going to have to do a lot to win that North. Oh, yeah.
0: I don't know if they'll win the North, but maybe make the playoffs. The, the NFC is going to be weird. That's a whole nother thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're only a game and a half out of the playoffs. Sorry to cut you off. But no, you're good. I mean, that's it's insane. Right there. It's insane. Yeah. To go along with the money percentage, we just said that fifteen
0: and four is their best uh, best record against the spread. That's sixty to that's sixty five to sixty nine percent, and their worst range is sixty to sixty four percent. Is six and nineteen against the spread. We didn't see any games this week fall into that range, but it's crazy because there's that differential that's six and nineteen right to fifteen and four. That's such a massive differential based on one percent, you know, a one percent difference, but then around those. It's kind of like, it's a little different from the public um, in the sense that they're not as close to even, but yeah, 76
1: and 70 to date for the money. Uh, Following the public is like betting and like, or putting your money into a bond. (laughs) <laughs> and following following the money is like putting all of your money into FtK or, or FTX. Any any yeah, FTX or whatever cryptocurrency. Like it, it is so volatile. Like you go from percentage and like you jump from sixty four to sixty five percent and all of a sudden you want to flip sides real quick. Yeah. Like that is <laughs> that range still gets me. I feel like I know we talk about it every week because there's harsh, like obviously like gigantic like flips as far as uh, how often they cash, but and that, that change is so, so dramatic. Uh, it's wild, but yeah, I don't know. I wish I could have a reason as to why, too. Like, I, I don't have a reason as to, like, you can't be like, oh, okay, well, they're moderately confident. And like, the next <laughs> one, you're like, oh, well, they're a little more moderately confident. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's nothing you can really deduce from that, but yeah. it's, it's consistent throughout the year, so. Yeah, and
0: like I said, it's consistent throughout years. Like, not necessarily the sixty-five to sixty-nine good one, but the sixty to sixty-four is historically bad. It historically hits at a between thirty and forty percent rate, which is wild. Like, yeah, it's why this shit's so fascinating. Like I said earlier, like it's a four percent range of the amount of bets and amount of money that you see in in a game, and it's hitting at a like if you just follow that, you'd be so
1: you'd be the best capper on Twitter. Yeah, you'd be the, you'd be making. Um... You wouldn't have to have a nine to five job. To say the least. <laughs> no. But yeah, and given that it's year over year, I mean, like if it was just one year, people could say, oh, well, you know, it's just a trend for this year, it got hot, and then it just sort of stayed even, like whatever. But given that it's year over year, like there's something to be said about that. And um, that means that it's not a statistical anomaly. Mm-hmm. Um, so be interesting to keep tra- tracking it throughout the rest of the year. I mean, something that we continue to look at as far as we're making our plays um, and enhance or. Or decrease unit size depending on what side we liked going in. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons that
0: we're so excited for the future of Happy Hour Sports and the podcast because I've been I've tracked this stuff throughout the years, but I've never been this accurate and this consistent with it. And uh, you know, this is going to be so so useful in the coming years when we are you know looking back on things and finding ways to bet week one, week two. It's going to be it's going to be great. Stick with us.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. For real, now let's get into those over numbers. That's a you want to well, yeah. <laughs> you want to touch the sharps or the overs? I love talking about the overs, but let's do let's finish out the money so we can get into sharps. Um, and then we'll go into totals. Yeah, well, let's let's so we finish money. let's go to sharps and then we'll go to totals. So, yep. Um, the sharp
0: percentage to date is 75 and 71 against the spread. Crazy how they're all right around even. That's 51 percent uh win percentage totally. Their best range. Um, is the updated Geico trend between twenty and thirty percent sharps is twenty and eight? We had one game this week where that happened. It was the Jags versus the Chiefs. You and I were both on the Jags. I think that was mainly based just a bad beat. Like they they were within uh, the nine and a half or whatever eight and a half spread most of the game. They just missed three field goals. So. Yeah, that shoulda cash, but I mean that happens. Whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, and then their worst range is when the sharps are not confident between zero and four percent sharp differential is twelve and nineteen. So not terrible, but not. I mean, that, that's what brings their totals to date down. And again, their totals to date is seventy-five and seventy-one against the spread. And I should actually mention. I've been talking about it for a while, even though we have such a small sample size for this range. Uh, thirty percent sharp differential or greater I was zero and three going into the week. Um, it's now one and four. We had two games this week. We had the Thursday night game, the Falcons and the Panthers. The Panthers or the Falcons had, no, I'm sorry, the Panthers had thirty percent sharp differential. It was teetering between like twenty five and thirty all day. I was watching it because I was so curious. It did end at thirty. That was the one win, and then the Browns had thirty three percent and. Uh, did not cover Hmm. that was on both those teams (laughs) i guess i'm a one-on-one so yeah did you look at it or did you even not even did you not even take it into consideration
1: no i bet the um oh wait i bet the falcons though
0: i bet the falcons yeah right because it was 30 percent and greater and it was zero and three that's why i only put a half unit on it because i didn't really like the falcons in that spot i was like i fuck it i have to go with this zero and three trend
1: yeah, it was a weird game, I and mean, I've been sort of back in the Panthers during this, like, odd run since they fired uh Yeah, it's weird but, how it's – and no Christian McCaffrey. They're just doing well. <laughs> yeah. I, they've had some players break out. Um, What's his name? The running back. I on his name. Devontae John Foreman. Foreman. Yeah, Foreman's been good. Um, And offensively, they're just not really making mistakes, and that defense is still good. The defense has been good. But I don't know. I just thought, like, with the weather and everything that, like – the Falcons should be pulling that game out, but I mean, I guess the Falcons are still the Falcons despite their hot start. I mean, they're four and six; like they're not great by any means. So,
0: yeah, it was a weird, uh, again, weird week in general. Moving forward, we will talk about Pat's favorite uh, favorite thing to talk about: public and the in the over, right? So they had their best week of the year: two and one. Shout out them! Um, they're public thirty-two and fifty-six <laughs> throughout the year, a thirty-six percent win percentage. So. Still terrible, oh. embarrassing,
1: <laughs> embarrassing, man! Like two and one though. People are learning to not bet overs as much or pick their spots. Yeah, at least if this week is any indication. So like maybe that'll continue. Like I would love to see what what's thirty two and fifty six. That's what eighty eight. We oh, we won't okay. get to under. Or we'll, we'll surpass a hundred total bets on the over. But I wish would I wish it would somehow keep under that one hundred total. I'd I'd love to see the public somehow get that up to like forty percent win percentage by the end of the year. Like finish the year on a little bit of a run. But I just It'll probably stay somewhere in around where it's at, mid thirties, and at that, I will probably cash on it. So, yeah,
0: that's another thing where if you're betting on the other side of that, you're just taking the public against whatever the public's on the o- over. You're taking the under. I mean, you're you're making a you're making a killing handicapping. So, keep that in mind. Um, like I like we've been doing for the other ranges, their best range is when they're not confident. Of course, they are fourteen and ten between the fifty and fifty four percent bet percentage. You know, when the public is on the over and uh, that's their only positive range as well 14 and 10 and then their worst range is 75 percent or greater at one and six <laughs> so exactly what you hey, would expect on the board
1: though yeah yeah right hey but they're on the board um yeah i mean I, I don't really know where to read into that as much um either way but i mean give me the under outside of the low confidence yeah exactly um, Just let, just let me rip the under and i'll be happy yeah, um,
0: we'll we'll run through the under quickly because, I mean, this is pretty consistent. We know this, uh, the public the under is 32 and 29. That's actually, ex- I mean, of the three things that the public that's on the spread over and under, that's the only time they're positive at 32 and 29. Pretty cool. The best range is, I'm not going to say specific number because they have two, oh, like they're 1 and 0 above 75%. They're 3 and 0 between 70 and 74%. I'm just going to collectively say they are 13 and 6 above 60, 60% of uh, that percentage, and then uh, their worst range is anything below that. So higher confidence on the, un, on, on the under from the public is good,
1: and lower confidence isn't, but it's still okay. Yeah, regardless, I mean, the unders aren't a blind tail. I mean, the unders are more of a fade of when the public is on the over than, like, yes. following yes. when the public is on the under, um, which, I mean, is never, like, the worst thing, obviously, given that they hit a 52% rate, but... Um, it's just not as blind taily. Um, you might just want to pick your spots there a little bit better, um, or analyze the game as you should with any game, regardless, um, and be able to find your spots, pick your spots there. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. I think the under is more so if you're trying to like blindly tail it. Not necessarily. I'm saying do, ever do that, but it's when the money and sharps are there. That's when you. That's that's when it's been a killing. I mean, sharp percentage on the under is 60 and 36. Money percentage on the under is 54 and 35. So like, it's it's positive. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no kidding, man. Jeez. How how often? I mean, what what are the the raw numbers again on the sharp when the sharp money is on the under? The sharp percentage is on the
0: under that is 60 and 36 and the money percentage is on the under that is 54 and 35 and then I'll tell the the over stats real quick. The money percentage on the over is 26 and 34 and then the sharp percentage on the over is 24 and 28.
1: So on the over below five hundred, but not like egregiously low, like it is like when the public's on the over. Correct. But the unders, I mean, if there's any sort of like a lean as far as sharp money percentage on the under, I mean that's when you really want to go and and start really diving uh, deep diving in to see if that's the bet you want to make because it's cashing more often than not. Yeah. So.
0: Money percentage on the under is sixty one percent. Win percentage sharps on the under are sixty three percent win percentage. So awesome stuff. Jeez. I I do want to get into some other trends here before we start talking about the other games but like like we we're just talking about the sharp percentage on the over and stuff like that that's where it's really important to start looking at the uh, like the differential ranges you've been i've been really really harping on this 20 to 30 percent sharp differential towards the over um trend i've been i mean i, I think i noticed it at like five and oh or six and oh it's now 10 and one been able to cash on many overs since then so i think we had of those games this week. Oh yeah. It was obviously I, I talked about it in my freaking article. I'm an idiot. It's the it was the Lions and the Bears. Which didn't look like an over, but it eventually got there. Brought the trend from nine and one and ten to one. So look out for that.
1: It didn't it got over there with some room to spare didn't
0: it? It did, yeah. It ended thirty one and thirty. Thirty 31 to thirty. Yeah,
1: uh, a nice pick six was in there to help me out. So Yeah it was, yeah because I was on that over two with you and, and that ended up cashing in the third quarter, I think. So Stuff
0: like that'll happen, but I mean that's what that's why this stuff's fascinating to look at because there is some sort of Vegas edge to these numbers and that's why they should be tracked, but no one does it. So that's why we're here. To highlight some other trends, just awesome things to look at. The public is four and twenty on overs when they are greater than sixty-five percent on the over. So like public bets on the over. Anytime you see the percentage higher than sixty-five, they are four and twenty. Um, obviously they that they were one and zero last week on that with um, Browns and Dolphins, but I expect that'll stay around four and twenty, pretty piss poor. So I'm gonna st- I'm gonna continue betting against it. I'm not, I ain't scared.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It doesn't matter. I mean, public's on the over just go the under. Uh, if you have any doubt?
0: The only trend left winless
1: on my entire
0: spreadsheet. The only time where there's no win or like no losses is when the sharp percentage on the over. Between fifteen and twenty, fifteen and nineteen percent. It's zero and four. Oh, so I feel like out of respect, we have to just continue to bet anything that's in that range as an under. Obviously, it's a very small sample size.
1: <laughs> um, it's just funny to see that that's the last thing standing. Yeah, we'll we'll sound the alarms when when that happens if it happens the rest of the year. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. I'll 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 put out a big alert on Twitter. <laughs> that's a goofy trend right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: it, it, obviously it's an over, an over, an over, an over, 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 over. And then the last couple of things I want to touch before we start talking, talking about games is just like public percentages on teams and stuff. Um, for some reason, the public's, I think they have the most bets. No, they don't. Okay. The public's best team at betting is the, the Titans. Are at, when the public is on the Titans, they're 5-1 against the
1: spread. The Titans are also 7-2 against the spread this year, which is kind of wild. They've been—I mean, they had that Chiefs game where no one thought they'd cover at like plus 13 and a half or whatever against the, yeah, against the Chiefs, and they covered then. I think they covered last week. They've been, um, they've been a sneaky good team, especially in a division that's struggling with the Colts. You know the other team that's the best team against the spread? They're also seventy-two. Oh, we talk about it every week, and every week I forget it. Um, is it the Giant? Is it the Giants? Is the New York Football Giants? Okay. Look at you. I was about to say, I was like, I, well, I, I mean, in my head, I saw their record, and I was like, there's no way that they were getting favorable lines early in the year. And now they're starting to. Yeah. And I bet against them. I bet, I bet against them on the money line and the spread against the Texans. I liked man. the Texans, too. Dude, dude uh, I mean, not to get on a whole tangent here, but the Texans should have covered that game, It's not won the game. <laughs> they had three drives in the fourth quarter go to the red zone, and they they turned it over every single time. Like, that game was ridiculous as far as not covering, so upsetting but it is what it is i it didn't help my giants uh under either because that would have been a great game for them to lose though i i mean i expected them to win that game but yeah disappointing it is disappointing but it is what it is you'll you'll learn from it it'd be better you'll come back next week it'd be all good i mean I, i'd bet texans every day of the week <laughs> if you told me they got in the red zone three times in the fourth quarter with the potential to tie it up i'd be like yeah absolutely they go one nope
0: nope Last thing I want to touch before we move to the games is another interesting thing. Looking at the betting on teams, right? So the Falcons, six and four against the spread. The public, when they bet on them, are one and three, not great, but the money percentage on them is four and oh, and the sharp percentage on them is five and oh. Oh, so they're picking the right games. The money and the sharps are picking the right games to bet the Falcons, but the public is not. So that's something to really keep in
1: Yeah, that's interesting because that tells me that when the public is on them, they're one and three. But when the money is on them, they're 4-0. So those two are almost mutually exclusive. Like, So when the money is on them and they're 4-0, that means that the public was on the other side. Yeah. So you're getting that double action where like, the public money might be on, um, let's say the Panthers this past week. This might be a bad example. But, um, but then the money is like, "Yo, to know. Actually, we love the Falcons. And when that's happened, 4-0. Or potentially 4-0. Not exactly, because the public got 1. So probably 3-0 when that's happened. Um, and 1-0 when the public joined them on... The Falcons, so yeah, that's
0: interesting. It's really interesting. I mean, it's crazy. The Falcons are just a weird team, and they they've been covering like tough games, like the Niners and the Rams. But to make this like obvious. I'll bring up an example: Falcons in Week Five had forty five percent of the bets and seventy percent of the money. They beat the Niners twenty eight to fourteen, right? So they the public was wrong on the Falcons, but the money was right and the sharps were right because they had twenty five percent difference. It's really interesting because. I mean, maybe I'll just anytime I see that, I'm gonna blindly tail the money in sharps when they're on the Falcons. Like the, like people with the money are, are reading the Falcons better than the public is basically what that means.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that, I mean that tells me also that the money is only they've only bet on the Falcons four out of their ten games. Yes. And like and like so people are still rarely betting on the Falcons, even with these lines um but when they do the money's cashing on it so even like last week uh, or yeah week 10 with
0: when they played the panthers the falcons had the public at 53% of the bets but none they didn't have the money nor the sharps so that's why this stuff's really interesting to look at because like for specific teams people with big bet like the big bettors are reading teams better they're they're more confident they're putting more money on them because they know they they like they don't know obviously but they're they're more confident and that's where we can get the information that we can get from looking at these trends, like the public is actually okay at reading the, the Titans, right? They're five and one. The money's four and zero on the Titans. Like there's shit like that that are that are really interesting to look at. And like another one, um, the public is terrible at reading the Browns, right? They're zero and four on the Browns. Just super interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean th- those are always fun trends to look at. Which teams like people believe in because that'll tell you like pretty quickly. Like especially in the, in this sp- specific trend, like hey, like. The public still thinks the Falcons are shit, but the money the money knows that those lines are a little like a little less juice than they should be. And they're taking it and running with it. So,
0: yeah. Speaking of the Falcons, we can move to their game this this week where they play the Bears. The Bears come to a uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium or Royal hell it's called in Atlanta. Yeah, Mercedes Benz. Yep. Um, they're minus Beautiful three. Stadium. Yeah, the Falcons are minus three. The Bears. Um, this is interesting. Bears are scoring a lot. Justin Fields looks really good. Like, he's Claypool's slowly getting, in, uh, slowly getting integrated into the offense. They did play the Lions, don't get me wrong. But, the Bears look pretty good right now, man. I mean, three points, the money, the, money, uh, the public and the money are both on the Bears right now, and
1: based on what we just talked about, that makes me lean Bears. Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, I feel like people are going to go Bears here and take the plus three with the Justin Fields hype train just growing week by week. Uh, I feel like if it goes down, if like the money could come back on the Falcons here at home um, in a bounce back spot after getting a long break too from a Thursday night game, uh, being able to scheme for this Bears team and for Justin Fields in particular. Uh, not to say they're going to have success with it, but I could just it feels like there there could be another situation where the public's on the Bears, but the but the money is on the Falcons. Uh, we could cash in on that. Um, Yeah, and I don't have the Bears are three and six against the spread this
0: year. Not great. And when the public is on them, which they are right now, they're one and two. So obviously, not a lot of sample size there, but um, the Money and Sharps are both three and three. So the the Bears right now have the public money and Sharps. Um, Obviously, that is bound to change based on the live movements, whatever happens till Sunday. Interestingly enough, that has one of the most, I think that this is the most bet game other than the Browns Bills and Cowboys Vikings. I guess people want to get in on bears early while it's still plus three. There's no injury news or anything here. We'll see. I mean, uh, we'll see where the money in public falls at the end of that. Um, Interesting. Nonetheless, moving up. um, I want to talk about my good old Eagles after, I mean, they're playing, they're taking on Andy's Colts. He's not here to defend them, but they look okay with, you know, Jeff Saturday and Matt Ryan coming back. The line is 7 points in Indianapolis. Obviously the Eagles coming off a hard loss, they're 8 and 1. I think the Eagles easily win this game, but I'm not sure that they can cover 7 points in Indianapolis after, you know, the Colts have been pretty good at home. I mean, they covered against the the Chiefs at home. Just beat the I, I don't know if they get this game was home, but they just beat the Raiders, right? They're coming off a nice win. It'll be an interesting game. the The public is split right now at fifty one to forty nine in favor of the Eagles, but the money is on the Colts right now, so sixty eight percent.
1: Yeah, I think that this would be a very um, a very interesting teaser piece for the Eagles, uh, down to like basically a money line play. Yeah, because I don't know. I mean, the Colts played really well last week, and I was on the Colts. I was actually on the Colts money line. Uh, which ended up catching for me against the Raiders, who just look unbelievably downtrodden. I mean, look at Derek Carr crying in the post-game interview. I mean, you feel for him. But I think, I think that that like that new they, they call it in soccer right? like a new manager bump where all the players get excited. They want to prove like for the coach that they deserve their spot on the team. Like I could think that that would start to wear, especially if the Eagles get off to a strong start, which they're going to look to do after that after that Washington performance. So. Seven's a lot of points, especially on the road, and against a team that's going to be fired up with Jeff Saturday at the helm. Um, but I think it's a good teaser piece because I'd be shocked if the Eagles lose back to back, and the Colts just don't have the offensive line or the receivers really to give the Eagles a lot of trouble defensively.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. We'll see. I don't know who got hurt. Well, Dallas Goddard's hurt, obviously, so that that'll that'll play into things. Um, but the Eagles do have some good backup tight ends. I love what you said about the teaser piece. I think that's I might absolutely use them as a piece. Um the total sitting at 43 and a half, which is right around the edge of the Wong teaser, so that's a, that's a great spot for them. I don't they're not going to lose.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get that sound bite clipped out yeah. for after the game. Hopefully not. Well, Andy will put it on as as his ringtone. <laughs> uh, he would. He, he would be he would be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh god that would be bad um or send me a chicken with with that that sound bite yeah honestly (laughs) if you'd find a way to superimpose that audio onto it They give you a little context andy for some reason loves sending emoji chickens if through apple um so if you ever somehow wind up getting andy's phone number he will send you an absurd amount of chickens and you can get a lot but he loves
1: them so (laughs) we support him (laughs) You support him in all of his chicken endeavors. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how much we want to go in depth under that. The, the viewers might start to think that we're um, of a different breed. So. And he is. I don't know about <laughs> us, too. <laughs> yeah, That's fair. That's fair. But hey, yeah, and going into teams that will probably end up disappointing, uh, the Commanders travel to the Texans <laughs> yeah. as three-point favorites on the road. And if this is not a spot where you think the Texans are going to come outright and beat us, you are wrong. <laughs> Um, and if you're not confident in the Texans, well, there's your second teaser piece because them at plus nine in a low total at home in a game that we should. Yep. Like it just screams Washington uh, to get upset. Like we finally got ourselves in a position where we're a half game out of the playoffs and it's like, all right, now's the time. Now's the time for Washington shits on themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's a, so, that's a three unit play. Maybe I'm throw the you, money line in there. Yeah. Like I'm telling you as a commanders fan, I will be on the Texans. I will be happily proved wrong, but it's just, I've seen it happen too many times. Yeah, I mean, the, you're
0: right on line with like a uh, trends that we love to follow. I mean, f- right now the money percentage is at 86%. They've got a 45% sharp differential in favor of the Texans. The public is on the v- Commanders. I
1: mean, that's just yeah, that that's a lock. <laughs> that's a lock. That doesn't tell you, dude. Yeah, that doesn't tell you. I mean, just just hammer the Texans. It, it's going to feel gross the entire time. You have to plug your nose and like hope that the highlights don't come up too I'm often. It's the under like, too. Then. It's got to be the under. <laughs> You might as well. I mean, we might put up 14 points with Taylor Heineke after he looked superhuman because that's what he does. I mean, he is the best backup quarterback. Well, not the best. He's a very good backup quarterback where like he can come in for a couple games and like, get the team behind him, get really riled up. Like He's very emotional. But then he's a backup quarterback at the end of the day. Like There's a reason he's not the starter, and he'll prove it this week with probably two or three interceptions. I see two outcomes for this game. It'll be 12-9 to 9, or
0: it'll be 35-30. to 30. There's no other option.
1: Yeah, and in either way, um, well, what's his name? The running back for the Texans, the rookie that's been Damian Pierce. It. Um, yeah, Damian Pierce is going to go off. Yeah, he's going to have two hundred yards he's going off <laughs> against everybody, but he's going to go off. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be it'll be that'll be a fun one to 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 bet on.
0: I, I like that. I like that play. Um, speaking of totals, I don't think I've seen this happen yet, but the. Broncos suck. I hate watching. I hate betting on the Broncos, but I love betting the Broncos unders because they can't score points and their defense is very good right now. The Raiders Broncos total is sitting at forty one and a half. There is 99%
1: of the money on the, on the under. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I would, yes, the, the under is the play there and I'm going to never be the under. Like I'm just thinking about like how this game is going to look and will the Raiders rally behind Derek Carr and will that offense look any better? I assume they're not getting, um, What's his name? Darren Waller back. He's on IR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not coming back. And, I mean, at some point, I mean, even Devontae Adams is questionable. If Devontae Adams is out. The Broncos are favored. Very. Yeah, I mean, they're minus two and a half. And, like, I don't argue that they shouldn't be. I know. It's just. As so, bad as that offense is. It's just so. Like, like yeah. watching Russ play football right now is demoralizing it's another plug your nose and like hope that red zone does not show many highlights. And at the end of the day, you're like, Oh shit, look at them. They won, they won three to, <laughs> they won three to two, like good stuff. Yeah. That like, exact exact three to two, they wouldn't cover. They wouldn't cover. Yeah. Um, maybe you take the money line minus 140, minus one forty, minus one fifty <laughs> in that end, but I, I wouldn't want to lay that much juice with this team. Um, regardless though, like it's, it's not a, it's not a game you should be throwing many units on, maybe a unit if you feel confident with the trends. Um, but uh, unless you're a fan of either of these teams, I'd be I'd be staying to something light. The only thing I'd take in that game is the under. I'm not I'm not touching either team. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was just shot teasing the uh, the Raiders to plus eight and a half. It's like decent if a Wong teaser leg as that would be. Uh,
0: actually, no. actually, I
1: sound like Andy. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not a bad play. And he'd be like, I already have my six-team teaser. In. Yeah, I,
0: I hit my first teaser now, so now I'm like I have to do all these teasers. Um, <laughs> one and one on them. It is what it is. Speaking of totals and such and low totals, the Browns-Bills game, I don't know if you've heard, but they're expecting some crazy snow
1: in Buffalo. Two, I, I saw two feet. I'm going to look right now. God damn. How do people live up there, man? I, if you're from Buffalo, I don't mean that personally. Like, I'm from South Carolina, and so the weather down here is like, it's cold down here this week, and it's like highs in the mid-50s, and I'm like, Jesus, glad I work at home, glad I don't have to leave. Um, but goodness, man they are eight point favorites i feel like i feel like that 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 weather favors the browns given how well they run the ball rather That's than true. A pass but i mean with, the, the bills obviously can, can run the ball and josh allen can run so like oh, for sure and i wonder what, what's the total 41 and a half 6
0: feet of snow
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's no way this is
0: cbsports.com bills versus browns weather as much as 6 feet of snow could hit buffalo area but is it an
1: under game We have to see day of. That's a day of under game to see just how gross it is. The fact that it's it's, the totals at forty one I've been seeing a lot of tweets about it and stuff like
0: smash the over, smash the, or smash the under, smash the under. So maybe, maybe that means go the
1: other way. I don't know. Regardless, like waiting to see that one. Don't, yeah, don't play it early. Um, If you do, you could just be on the wrong side of a bet that could be, Really easy, or you could be on the right side, considering line movement could be in your favor. But you're just playing a gamb- like a true gambling game. There at that, yeah. Point. I mean, it's it's so. it's the highly it's the most
0: bet game this week right now. It's at right so far, right? It's at fourteen thousand bets, and I, I guarantee you, most of those are the under, right? Eighty-one percent of the bets are on the under. 89 percent of the money is on the under. Like the spread in total, the spreads kind of split, right? I, I think I think a lot of that bets are going towards the under because of this information so i think you're right i think we need to wait to
1: see what it ha- i mean the weather could change at any minute so who the hell knows yeah right like it could pass i mean it probably won't pass them given where they are but like it could pass them by they get a little bit of snow but it's nothing that josh allen and, and those teams being in cleveland and buffalo haven't seen before like those players are used to it uh both quarterbacks have played in it plenty of times as well as the receivers and running backs so it's nothing too crazy. They're professional. I
0: did see, I don't know if it was this week or last week, somebody in our sports book asked if anyone knew where we could bet on the weather. So that's essentially what you're doing here.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's what you would be. If you're betting the over and the under before like Friday or Saturday, that, that is what you're doing. You were betting on the weather. <laughs> uh so you could fade the weather, man. I mean if like that probably catches yeah, at like a sixty percent yeah. rate. Like they're not cool. often right, right? I mean, what are the number what are the trends yeah. on that? Over under number of inches,
0: like Damn. That's a we ask ABC Spo- Islands to to, to, to get <laughs> something like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you, <laughs> uh, friend on our sports book. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's another cool thing about ABC Islands is that they're allowing us to like have some, um custom props and custom um bets. Eventually, down the line, whenever we can think of something, so like if Pat puts up twenty five bets and I put you know twenty five bets, who wins more type of thing. So look out for that stuff. It's going to be a really nice partnership and stuff. We're really excited for.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping to start using that and getting some weird bets out there for you guys to track, and and stuff that you guys like. If you ping us and say, "Hey, I'd love to have a bet on this," we can put that on. Um, if you join the sports book, obviously we can. Um, uh, you can be able to bet on that. So yeah. some some cool things that we're doing there. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, moving
0: on, we've got what else? Any games that you want to talk about in particular?
1: Yeah, the other game I want to talk about is uh, the Jets and Patriots uh, coming in the, in the AFC East. I know we were just talking about the Buffalo Bills. Uh, that division is wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the Dolphins are 7-3, and three, and the lowest team is the Pats at 5-4. and four. So two games separating the top from the bottom. Jets are 6-3, and three, trying to get revenge on the Patriots who came into New York and beat them. Uh, I think that's going to be an interesting game. I think the Pats are favored minus 3 uh, in that one. So uh, once again, I mean, I hate to say it, but that's another that's another decent teaser piece uh, if you want to go that route. I'll probably end up playing the Jets straight money line as I have been all year. Um, they've just, they've been printing money for me in that sense more often than not. Um, and I just, I can't trust Mac Jones. Um, I can trust Bill Belichick and that defense to cause some issues, but I don't know. I, there's a weird like vibe with this Jets team that I just trust. Um, they just seem to have it this year.
0: I'm curious. Patriots are at home, like spread wise They're two and two. Okay. Uh, against the spread at home. So not as good as you would expect from Bill Belichick. And that's why I wanted to, to look at it. Um, because the Jets are six and three against the spread, I like them. I mean, plus three and a half going into New England. That'll be an interesting thing to see what the weather's like if the snow hitting Buffalo. Maybe something's happening in the Northeast. And
1: the Bills, or sorry, the Bills, the, the Jets are two and three at home, but they're four and zero oh on the road this year. Huh. So they've been a very good road team. Um, uh, they've just been. It seems like that team is just focused from top to bottom. All levels, all position groups, just seem to be like really there for each other in a team. And I think it's a credit to the coach. Um, but I don't know. Like I have, I have a belief in the team that I maybe shouldn't have, but at plus three on the road in a game that should be very tight. I'll take the underdog with plus with three points. And there's something about looking at a, a coach
0: like Robert Sala, just going crazy on the sideline and like just wanting to play for him probably as a player. Like he just, he's so like emotional and it, it probably is one of the reasons that they're
1: do, that they're doing so well. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you get a young group of guys like they yeah. do, like at the core, like Garrett Wilson and Zach Wilson, um, and uh, Brees Hall, obviously injured now, but they got a lot of draft picks that they've had over the past like three, five years for being so damn bad that those guys are starting to come on their own now. Um, guys like uh, the corner Sauce Gardner, I mean, he's obviously a rookie this year, but like they've got other guys that they've drafted in recent years that are really starting to come on their own, and that's why I keep believing in them. I feel like they're just continuing to develop, um, and they've got a good, they've got a good. Mentality, a good moxie, yeah, yeah, a good moxie mentality, like within that squad. So, um I think they're here to stay, and I think I think they'll be a fun team to watch for the next coming uh, years, possibly decades. <laughs> We're so, getting ahead of ourselves with the. J- they are the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, call me believe early. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll be put on my ass here by the end of the year when they're when they're six and eleven, not going to the playoffs. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, one thing I want to say about the Jets is public right now is at 41% on
0: the bets or on the Jets. Um that's obviously could change. Um I am highlighting that because the public's on the Jets, they're 2 and 0, which is one of the only 100% trends that we see and they're when the money's on them they're 3 and 0. So right now they have neither of those, but that could easily change and I want I want you to have that in mind as you know, bets coming on Sunday. Last game I want to touch is a big differential game that we see. We we've got the Rams going into New Orleans, also the Mercedes-Benz Stadium,
1: right? New Orleans, yeah, they're also Mercedes Benz. They've obviously two different, um, yeah, two
0: different stadiums. Um, the Superdome,
1: yeah, very, very different stadiums. One is very old, and the other one has a retractable circular roof. So, yeah,
0: both in, yeah, both the NFC South. Um, but anyway, the Rams come in. They're three and a half point dogs to the New Orleans Saints. Um, this is an interesting game because Cup is out now, but Stafford is back. Uh, well, they don't know if he's back, but he's practicing and he's trending to be back. Um, it's currently slated as a pros versus Joe's game, not so much, but it could obviously change, right? The public is on Rams at 58%. And then the money is on the the saints at 59%, 59%. That's where pros versus Joe's comes in. 59% is the pros and then on the saints. And then the 58% is the Joe's, the public on Rams. Um, I don't, I don't know about this game. I don't, like betting on the Saints, uh, they they've been so wishy washy. I feel like they'll they, they'll shut out the Raiders and then they just lose to the Steelers. Like Andy Dalton is Andy Dalton. I don't really see anything
1: special. And he is still, like, yeah, that that game just I don't know. It screams stay away. Like the Jet or the Saints at minus three and a half against anybody feels gross. But there's no way I'm getting behind this Rams team who hasn't shown me anything all year against really anybody. From the first week, I mean, the first week, I bet them, and I thought, I thought, ah, oh, that's a fluky game; like they'll get it figured out. Uh, but that offense, I mean, that offense grades on PFF to be the fourth worst. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, only ahead of the Broncos, Colts, and Jets, who have all just been terrible. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and their defense has been their defense has been good. Their defense is the fourth best uh, according to PFF's grading. But I mean. Will they be able to, to hold a Saints team that isn't great offensively, but isn't bad either? Yeah, that that'll be it'll
0: it'll be interesting to see. PFF might say that they're the fourth best. I mean, totally, but they are the twenty third in defensive scoring. They are the uh, the Rams' offense is thirty first in scoring. The Rams are twenty eighth in just total offense. They're twenty seventh in rushing offense. Twenty third in passing offense. Like this is not a year that any Rams fan or any NFL fan would have predicted. They are. This is an interesting game from another reason too, because the Rams are the thirtieth worst team um, in turnover margin, and the Saints are the thirty-second <laughs> worst team in turnover margin. So this is going to be an ugly game.
1: That is gross. I'm looking up the average starting field position.
0: This is. I mean, thirtieth and thirty-second means means under, like shouts under to me, because they're just going to give the ball up.
1: Yeah, I mean, there should be turnover. If Matthew Stafford's playing, that's a guaranteed one interception. Andy Dalton will throw probably throw one, maybe two.
0: Seventy nine percent of the bets are on the under, and ninety five percent of the bets are on the under, or our money is on the under right now. Um, five thousand bets in, so we are sharp. Just call us sharp betters, I should say.
1: You know, <laughs> yeah, there, there's nothing that tells at. there's going to be an offensive explosion in this game, especially without Cup. <laughs> no, and the rush defense for LA has been good. I mean, they've been allowing a lot of yards, but. Um, it's it's their DBs really that have been really struggling. I don't know. I mean, they haven't allowed like a gross amount of points. The most points they've allowed this year is thirty-one. and They've done that twice. That was to the Bills and the Forty Um, uh, But outside of that, I mean, they've like recently they held the Bucks to sixteen. Which I mean, the Bucks aren't great offensively. They've also had a really tough schedule.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, what what does PFF say their strength of
1: schedule is? Top ten. Um. Good question date, they have the eighth hardest schedule. Yeah, there you go. And remaining it's fifteenth, but I mean so far they've had a pretty tough schedule. The hardest schedule so far has been Buffalo. They've had really? The schedule to date. That I mean I think that that's a lot because of their division and how high those teams are getting ranked. That's fair. Um, but they schedule wise, they have played. The, they lost the Dolphins. Yeah, you know, they played the Dolphins twice. They played the Ravens. They played the Chiefs. They played the Packers. Who, meh. the Vikings was tough. <laughs> At the beginning of the year, they played Colts, Broncos, and Panthers. Wait, that's preseason. That's yeah, preseason. they started the year off against hey, um, yeah, the yeah. Rams. And then, yeah, Rams, Titans, Dolphins, Ravens, Steelers, Chiefs, Packers, Jets, Vikings. So Steelers! <laughs> Steelers have a number two toughest schedule, next to the Bills. I think yeah. neither of them helped each other out. That's interesting, yeah. Something to definitely keep in mind. For sure, for sure. So, should
0: be an interesting week of football, though. I'm excited. There's a lot, yeah, of, it's there's a lot good of slate um We can't touch on every game, sadly. but. I mean, I'm happy to, I just want, you know, just give us feedback on games that you got, you want us to touch or, I'll keep asking for for information from you guys on Twitter and Reddit because I got a lot of um, engagement and it really, it excites me to see. Um, But we can't talk about every game. It's just too much. Uh, We talk about the things that we see trend wise and where we can try and find angles, but obviously everything changes come Sunday. Um, So look out for my article Sunday morning per usual. Check out Rick's uh, UFC articles on Saturday. You can check out his uh, World Cup article. Everything that, that you can get there is on our happyhoursports.net website. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DHH Sports or follow Rick at RickHHSports Sports on Twitter. Everything that you need to know about us and about our, our brand and everything that we, we put together is on our Twitters and, and Reddits and, and our website. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We will. Um, Catch you in the next one.
1: boys better with beer.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sharpen the Public. A lot of effort goes into this and everything we do at Happy Hour Sports, so we would really appreciate it if you would follow, rate, and most importantly, share the podcast. Share it with someone who needs to be sharpened because I know those people are everywhere. Thank you again, and we'll see you in the next one.